Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Good afternoon on a beautiful Wednesday and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. I'm joined as always by producer G. Hey Wiley. G. how are we doing on this beautiful Wednesday? I mean, not as good as a lot of quarterbacks out there, some franchise quarterbacks out there. Um, but, you know, looking at Kayla's beautiful face, I'm I'm <laughs> amazing right now. So very happy <laughs> oh, to always have her that. on here on Wednesday. That's right. She like pretties up for us and stuff like that. I like do not dress up when Lies. we come. To- <laughs> I have a sweatshirt on and leggings. I am not dressed up. Jihei is on her way to the gym. Yeah. I wish I, you know, that's where I need to go next. But, uh, you know, we have a lot to get into, G. And as you mentioned, I don't want to bury the lead. Kayla is joining us from OutKick as hopefully once a week we get we, we could get our friend. You know, we're all in the South Bay group yes. here. Yes. So. Thanks for having me again. I'm so happy to be back. Yeah. And as you mentioned, we have a lot of headlines to get to. So let's get to them right now. Today's headlines brought to you by Circus Sports. All right, number one headline. Obviously, we start with the Lakers because that's just what we do on the show. Um, <laughs> Lakers are at Houston tonight to play the Rockets. The Lakers are favored by three points at Circus Sports, according to Circus Sports. But LeBron James and Anthony Davis are out for the Lakers. The Lakers have an eight-game road losing streak and have lost 12 of their last 16 games. Guys, who you got tonight? You know, I have the Lakers only because Houston's so bad. If Houston wasn't as bad as they are, um, I would not pick the Lakers right now. Again, no LeBron James, no Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook. We do have to get into this with Kayla. Oh my gosh. Um, I really do. um, There's a lot of people who want to say, hey, listen, you're a professional athlete. You're getting paid all this money. But I, I think when your wife comes into play when they're being threatened when he's when being kids. harassed and your kids are involved I, I i i feel for him you know because this was a really a storybook homecoming for russell now they're calling him names he's getting jeered and um, heckled again you're gonna get that on the road but to get that at home um tough and kayla you know we talked about this on the show yesterday but Russ really showed a side of himself that he does, and he usually puts on a strong front. But he said, listen, this is affecting my family, affecting my kids, affecting my wife. It's tough. It's tough right now. That video broke my heart. I almost started crying. You don't see him like that often. And again, like you said, the hometown kid playing for his hometown team, like this was supposed to be a completely different story this year. And the way it's gone, it's heartbreaking. And the fact that his family can't come to games, his kids can't come to games to watch their dad play, like... I hate all of this and it it makes me so sad for for him and yeah. for the fans that are treating him like this like I just think we need to be better I, I mean I think that and I said this yesterday I think that once you are a Laker fan like Laker fans are brutal man when you're good they will kiss your feet they will pull out the red carpet they're gonna do anything and everything to uh, make you feel comfortable but when you lose Trust me, there is no mercy when it comes to Laker fans. And when you're losing, they will boo you. They will call you names. They will sit there on the sidelines and jeer you. And is it fair? Probably not because they're not the ones on their out there busting their hump. You know, and I yeah. get that. But at the same time, they did pay, you know, thousands of dollars 
on that ticket to watch you win, not watch you lose. You know, the weird thing is, like, Los Angeles is generally not that kind of a fan base. You know, we are not New York. We are not Philadelphia. If you have a bad game, we'll just go for a drink or we'll, like, leave the game in the fourth quarter. We are not. (laughs) Yeah, but. We will not boo Santa Claus. (laughs) Throw batteries. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, but this is not a few games. This no, isn't one or two games where you're like, okay, they've had a bad day. This, you know, everybody, ha- every dog has their day. This isn't one or two bad games. This is a season, especially a season where you're supposed to be on paper. These three guys were all supposed to be playing with each other, right? Anthony yeah. Davis, Russell um, Westbrook, and LeBron James were all supposed to be playing with each other, and they were supposed to be vying for a title. Not, and you decimated a team that could have fought for a ti- fought for a title. I agree. So I think that that's another reason why Laker fans are so mad. I'm not agreeing with their behavior by any means. I don't think that like you know you're not on that again. You're not on that court. You know you don't know what it's like to be a professional athlete. I don't know what it's like to be a professional athlete. You know you have all these different expectations, whatever. But at the same time, this is kind of the hand you you dealt yourself in with by def- being that in his defense though like it's not for a lack of effort on Russ's part like yeah. he goes lights out every time he's on the court so right. I don't think it's fair to bring that kind of judgment to him specifically alright the Clippers got blown out by the Golden State Warriors last night 112 to 97 and have lost back to back games by over 15 points they try to they sorry. They try to right the ship tonight the at Clipper home. Ship. Yes, the Clippers ship <laughs> at home tonight. Um, tonight against the uh, Washington Wizards. Circa Sports has the Clippers at as a four and a half point favorite. Who do you guys got tonight? I do like the Clippers. This is another pick. This is another bet that is really predicated on the opponent. I, I, I don't like the way the Clippers are playing right now. But I I. They are playing the way that I thought that they would play. You know, they don't have their top three players. They don't have Kawhi Leonard. They don't have Paul George. They were playing way above expectations, way above their heads. I still like this team. I like this team to make the playoffs. I like them to win their playing tournament game, make it to the first round. But, you know, this is not a team that I think is going to go on a crazy run. They are a team that has a lot of fight and a lot of heart. They're just going through a tough stretch right now. They had four straight wins after the break. Um... But again, no shame in losing to, to the Warriors, but to get blown out by the Knicks at home, that, that was a, a tough game for them. So give me give me the Clippers on the points tonight, but mainly because Washington's a really bad team. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they're, they're kind of a decimated team right now, right? The Wizards? Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll, get, I'll take the win for sure. Um, and also... To lose against Golden State, you're right, Arash. To lose against the Knicks, that no was terrible. That. That, that was the, Will Ferrell against- was there, by the way. Oh, Will last night? Was there yeah, he yeah. comes to oh. a lot of Kings games, too. Oh, there you go. That's yeah, right. Well, he's a huge Kings fan, yes. actually. He's a huge Kings fan. I think he's a season ticket holder. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that being said, yeah, losing against the Knicks, unacceptable. Losing against the Golden State Warriors, 100% understandable. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Like, you know... Even though they, I, I, I think I only watched like the third and fourth quarter. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I didn't really watch that game because they were already getting blown out at that point. They were, yeah. So, but again, losing to Golden State, no shame in that game. You know, I mean, they're a great team. They're I, a great team. I picked the Clippers last night, plus five um, and a half. I know. But you oh, know what? Sometimes ouch. you make those bets because of the points. And the Clippers yes. do yeah. fight. And I like that pick, even though it didn't pan out for you, because they have always fought back late. So, like, even if they're down by 20, they'll go on a run. And if they lose by four or three, you're still good, you know? So, yeah. Right. I mean, and they beat the Warriors the last time they played on February true. 14th. And the Warriors went one and six since then. So, 
I was hoping for Are you proud a better of Kayla? outcome. Look at her. She is, know, she's right? not quite the degenerate gambler <laughs> that she Wiley, but she's talking about trends, point spreads. I feel like I'm talking to you, Jihei. She's That's growing amazing. up. Yeah. She's growing up. Yeah, no, she's like what? It's like one of my own right here, right? I like um, yeah, and, we're just gonna, and the Clippers were looking for their what, fifth straight road win. So. Yeah, yeah, and we're um, we're gonna have to go to Vegas then, Kayla. Let's oh, do it. Yeah. You're, uh, roll roll the dice with you on, that, on that one. <laughs> All right, there are there is some good news though for the Clippers last night. Kawhi Leonard was seen warming up with the team for the first time since tearing his ACL last year during the playoffs. The Clippers give, gave no update, which doesn't shock me because yeah. they're very a secretive team when it comes they to Kawhi. They didn't give an update when he got hurt last yeah. year in the playoffs. Like he's not out. I'm like, I think he tore his ACL. I don't think he's coming back during the playoffs. But. Especially if you see the if you roll back the footage. Right, oh, yeah. of when I mean, he, he was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but they gave no um, update on Kawhi's status and have not ruled out a return for Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and Norman Powell this season. Do you think we'll see Kawhi back this season, guys? I hope so, and I I think Kawhi loves this team so much because they do not talk. There is no leaks within that franchise, so I think when Kawhi does come back. He will come back, let's just say, tomorrow. Like, there will be no update. There will be no ramp up. One day we'll just turn on the uh, TV and it's like, oh, wait, Kawhi's in the starting lineup. It's, you know. How great would that be for fans if, like, they randomly show up to a game not expecting Kawhi to play? But when you talk about the odds, how they would change. I mean, I mean, oh, yeah. I was going to say, how would that change the remaining of the season? I think they're now like 101 or like 102. I mean, they are long shots right now, but a lot of that's because there's no Kawhi. But let's just say that there's this scenario where they get Kawhi back. And certainly if they get Kawhi, Paul George, and Norman Powell back, again, they don't have their top three players. If they got those three back, I think that changes the game because here's the thing, Kayla, they play the Phoenix Suns in round one. I don't know if Chris Paul will be back in time for that first round series. So, could you have a crazy scenario where the Clippers knock off Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns in round one because they got Kawhi back again? So, Huge if. I really don't think Kawhi comes back this year, but I I didn't expect him to see him back on the court this soon. So according to BetMGM, it is, yeah, it's at like 101 right now. So um, I can only imagine it's kind of... It's going to be astronomical. It's no, gonna it's going to be crazy. Di- yeah, it's going to be a completely different odd um, if Kawhi does go back on that floor. Again, and, and I said this for a while, that those long shot... Just because of the... the, the like, if they get Paul George back, they have a chance to be... That's a team... I, like, I'll take those odds. At 101, yeah. on the off chance you get Kawhi, you get Paul George and Norman Powell back. They're top three guys. Yeah, how great would that be if you took that right now and then all of a sudden tomorrow you see, like, Kawhi back on the floor and you're like, yes! I don't know. You uh, would I, never make that bet because you don't believe the Clippers can win. Like, even when they were healthy a year yeah. ago, I won a bottle of Camus because I did believe <laughs> I did believe they would at least make it to the conference finals, and they did. And I still say to this day, if Kawhi was there, I think they get to the finals, and I think they maybe beat Milwaukee. I really like this team, though. I really like this team, and I like them next year. They may be the favorites in Vegas. You get a healthy Kawhi back, you get a healthy Paul George and Norman Powell. I really like this team. Yeah. I was just going to say, so you're picking them if all three are back. I am. Um, well, you know what? I'm picking them next year. I just don't think all three will be back this year. Got and, it. and then again, Kawhi has not played for a calendar year. So yeah. it's, it's been a long time. Well, we're 100 days into the Major League Baseball lockout. The Players Association met this morning with its executive board and provided a written response to MLB's proposal 
uh, Major League Baseball wants an agreement by today, or they would likely cancel another week of regular season games. Do we get an agreement or more canceled games? Guys? We don't get an agreement because these guys keep moving the date. They have one deadline, then they have another deadline, then they have a third deadline, and apparently if they get a deal done today, we can still have a full 162-game season. I don't think that happens. I think we get more canceled games. And Kayla, I do believe the Cardinals, for example, are the lifeblood of St. Louis. When there's a big Cardinals game, I think they're losing a generation of fans, though. As popular as the Dodgers are, no one in Los Angeles is talking about this. I think that they will in a month or two when there's no Lakers, there's no Clippers. and But, but no one in Los Angeles is pining for baseball right now. And if you're Major League Baseball, that's a big problem. I don't think, for example, Kayla can speak to this. That's the case in St. Louis. I think that, that that's a big deal there. And I'm not saying that the Dodgers, the Dodgers are very important. But we have enough things, and this is very cliche to say, but I really believe it. If there's no baseball, we'll find something else to do. That's, you hit the nail on the head. Like, St. Louis revolves around Cardinal baseball, more so than it does the Blues. Like, like St. Louis baseball, or Cardinal baseball is what is the, you know, foundation of St. Louis. Yeah. So, I always say this, like, I know I said to experience a Chiefs game last week, but you've got to experience a baseball game at Bush Stadium. Opening day is like a holiday. Like, they should cancel everything because that town and that city revolves around opening day at Bush. It is, um, it's so synonymous with the city, and I don't know what they're going to do without it because, like you said, they don't have anything else going on. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's going to really hurt the, the fan base and, and the city. And, again, like, I know we've talked about all the people that work those games. They're losing that's out on jobs, and that's what's so sad is it's affecting a lot more than the players. Exactly. Yeah, no, financially, I think every city is going to uh, feel the effects of that, right? Like... You know, all these pe- people, I, I met the sweetest woman at Dodger Stadium who's like, I've been working here for 35, 40 years. Yeah. She's like, I just love baseball and I just love my job and I love being here. And she was just teaching me how to go because there was like one area, which is so funny, but there's one area of Dodger Stadium I just didn't know how to get out of. So she was <laughs> guiding me out. Um, that's when I met Jim Hill, by the way. There you um, go. Yeah. So... Yeah, no, this is definitely going to hurt, but I don't think it's going to hurt L.A. as much as it's going to, or any major, quote-unquote, major market like New York or uh, Boston or something like that, like it would uh, maybe a little smaller market. You know, because the other thing about St. Louis is all those restaurants and bars around the stadium. Dodger Stadium is a little bit different. I know you have your place that you like to go pretty good, but you, you kind of have to drive up to the park, and then once you're there... You're, you're there. They've always yeah, dreamed about else. doing something more, having bars and restaurants and hanging out there. But I mean, that we'll would be see. ideal. That's why I think opening day is so great in all, a bunch of other stadiums, yeah. right? Um, well, there was some more blockbuster quarterback news in the NFL yesterday right. with the Green Bay Packers agreeing to a four-year $200, around $200, by the way. It wasn't exactly $200, but $200 around, million. Yes. That would be a hell of a steal if they got it for $200. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, $200, sorry, yes. Uh, but around $200 million That's right. contract uh, with Aaron Rodgers to make him the highest paid player in the league. Um, and the Seattle Seahawks traded Russell Wilson. This is a heck of a trade, right? To Denver I mean. for a quarterback, Drew Locke. M-I-Z. <laughs> tight end, Noah Fant. Defensive lineman, Shelby Harris. This is a long list, by the way, people. Yeah. Two first round picks, 2022, number nine overall, and 2023. Two second round picks in 2022, number 40 overall, and 2023. And a 2022 fifth round selection. Woo! It's a lot. Yes. Um, what do you think about those moves, guys? All right, a lot to unpack here. With Rodgers, I think we thought that, that this would happen. He uh, contradicts the contract numbers. I think it's around that. I don't think you have some 
I mean, the, that number came from somewhere. So yeah, I feel like plus incentives or something like that. He's yeah. gonna probably be getting to. At the end of the day, we thought that would happen. The Russell Wilson one. That this one's fascinating to me. There's not that many franchise quarterbacks in the league. Gia, you talked about it. I mean, the number uh, there when you talk about like I think they, they were like a long shot to win. So or, they were at twenty five to one uh, before this trade. They are now at twelve to one. Amazing. So. Two first-round picks, and this is really important because one of them is a top-10 pick and the second one's the 40th pick. So that that's effectively you're getting a first-round talent there. You basically talk about th- 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 three first-round picks, the second-round pick, fifth-round pick, Drew Locke, Noah Fit. I mean, just, Kayla, this is a ton. <laughs> and listen, if you win the Super Bowl, it's all worth it. But that's a ton for one player. One quarterback, Russell Wilson. I wish you would have gone somewhere besides the AFC West. But <laughs> we got to touch on that. Patrick Mahomes, uh, Justin Herbert. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Russell Wilson. Carr is the one that, and I like Derek Carr, but maybe it doesn't quite fit there. But yeah. He's more like on the bottom of that list. But yeah. Of that yeah, list, yeah. because you got three of the top 10 core, three of the top, two of the top five. Russell would probably be, you know, top six, seven. But yeah, three of the top quarterbacks in the league in the same Division. I still put my money on Patrick Mahomes every time. I so I'm I not agree. worried yet. We'll see how everything <laughs> turns out this season. But yeah, I mean, I grew up hating the Raiders, hating the Broncos, not so much the Chargers because they weren't really a threat to the Chiefs. No one really hates um, them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm probably going to go back to hating the Broncos again because yeah. they're going to be a better team this year than we've seen in years past. Although I did love when Drew Locke played well. That's so right. I, I wish him all the best in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but. Yeah. No, go, go ahead. No, but I was just going to say, I mean, this changes the game right now because the Denver Broncos are now going to be, like you, you said, a championship contending team. I like teams that, that they like their team enough, like all the pieces fit. And so, um, listen, the, the team that goes to the Super Bowl next year, going to go out on a limb, not a big limb, is going to be from that division. I think it'll still be the Chiefs. And by the way, the Chiefs, according so to Circus Sports, are still the favorites to win the whole thing next year. Of course. Finally, the Pac-12 tournament begins tonight. Guys, Arizona is the favorite to win it all, according to Circus Sports. But is there a dark horse team, and do you think they can win it? Yeah, listen, so the uh, top four teams get a bye in uh, tonight. So we will have a... a it will, it will be U of A, USC, UCLA. Obviously, U of A is the favorite. UCLA, which got to the Final Four a year ago, they're number two. If you want a dark horse, it's USC. Now, I was really bummed at how they played against U of A. So if they find a way where they can sneak around U of A and not have to play them, I think they have a chance. They've been a top team all year, uh, top 25 right now. Um so I'm going to go with USC just because they've had a great season. They made it to the Elite Eight a year ago. So I'm going to take the Trojans here. It is a homerish pick, but that's, you know, I I'm really do like you them. you said that. <laughs> There's no way I'm going to pick UCLA. Obviously, I'm I'm thinking U of A is going to win the whole thing the way that they're playing. Um, by the way, GA, your Gonzaga Bulldogs looked really good last night winning the West Coast Conference. Man, I knew you were going to bring that up, too. Um, he, he's only teasing me, Kayla, because I don't pick. I'm never going to pick Gonzaga to ever Wait, win. Are you G Hayes' yeah. famous line is, Gonzaga will never win in my lifetime. Like, it's some kind of a thing you have against Gonzaga. So That's I'm really how I hoping. feel about KU, except they have. But I don't. I don't <laughs> they're not going to do it again because they yeah. go out on the before the Sweet 16 every year. It's my favorite. Well, they all, they also are synonymous for that one and done. 
right? Like they're KU, right? Oh, wow. So um, they're they're always going to have those one and done play, or at least they've ad- they adjusted to the one and done just like um, Kentucky has as well. Like they they're all one and done. Um, now with this transfer portal, I think it's going to be a lot different. Obviously, right? Um, when it comes to, I'm going to swing back to the Pac-12, and then I'm going to talk to you about that Gonzaga pick. Um, yeah, Arizona. I mean, they just dominate. They just really, really dominate. They just know how to find a way. This new coach is great for them. I think that the tide's going to swing in their favor. They're going to win the Pac-12. I don't yeah. think that there's a dark horse, unfortunately, in this. No. Um, however, I think that SC uh, and UCLA will make it to the Sweet 16. I, I think that that yeah. I, I will give them that. I will give them. Here's the that, difference. That so for USC, we are very happy if our team gets to the Sweet 16. <laughs> UCLA, expectations. Steve Lavin, poor Steve Lavin, had his team in the Sweet 16 like every single year, and it didn't matter. It didn't matter to him. So. Uh, the expectations are different. I do think you'll see a lot of uh, teams coming after Andy Enfield. Yep. That's without a doubt. And Mick Cronin. Now, you know, it, it would be a heck of a thing to pry Mick Cronin from UCLA. I would hate to lose Andy Enfield. And I told him you get the best job in the country because if you just make it to the tournament, you're you're a success. If you make it to the Sweet 16, we will build you a statue. All right, let's leave it there for now. <laughs> when we come back, we will be joined, as always, as we are uh, this time of the week by Kayla, um, talking a little bit about the Kings, the Lakers, the Clippers, and, of course, the Kansas City Chiefs. When we come back right here on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California and the Fan in Las Vegas. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. Just as a reminder, if you guys have a question or comment or want to win tickets to a future Kings game, they have a lot of games coming up, call our hotline 310-400-0340. That number again, 310-400-0340. All right, now joining us on the Circus Sports Guest Hotline in studio, so not technically a hotline, uh, Kayla Kinnearum from OutKick and the In Arena host for the Los Angeles Kings. What's up, Caleb? Hi, friends. Good to be back with you. It is fantastic to be with you. And I did want to get more into the Russell Wilson trade because the West, the AFC West, has more... The Wild Wild West. ...franchise quarterbacks than I think the entire league combined. Like, if you were to just look at the that division alone and then the rest of the league, like, you got Rodgers... And then who else? I mean, I mean, I mean, they've they've got four, at least three franchise quarterbacks. You know, I think if you were to say who are your top five quarterbacks, I think Patrick Mahomes is number one. Yep. Herbert's in the top five. Russell Wilson is potentially top five, top six. So I mean, they're all in the same division. Um, how does this uh, change things as a Chiefs fan? I wasn't thrilled about it yesterday. <laughs> you could say, um, but it's honestly like talked to my dad about it he's like oh we're fine like he's he's not the quarterback he used to be granted he didn't you know have a line in seattle so that put a beating on him but i think i think denver is gonna build around him and and they're gonna be a good team so i'm not gonna just like think we're gonna skate past him because we i mean there were times in the last few years where we were barely getting by denver so and that was that was with drew lock that was with you know not not the team that russell's gonna be with him so I'm still not worried. We still have Patrick Mahomes. We still, in my opinion, are the best team in the NFL when we play up to our level. Um, so 
it is going to be very competitive, a lot more competitive than it has been in the last couple of years. Yeah. I'm surprised Russell wanted to go to the AFC West because, I mean, he's something kind of happened. on the end of his career, yes. I agree, but something happened there because I remember when the Seahawks played the Rams, they were the, basically the, con- the conversation was this was the last time he was going to be with the Seahawks, this is like there was something happened with the re- the relationship with Pete Carroll and Wilson t- to the point where someone had to go. Now, th- I don't know if they made a d- decision, Carroll, like over Wilson, but it, it was so clear that something had to give. Yeah, something I, had to give. There. I think that there were also talks with the or- the organization in and of itself of, Se- of the Seattle Seahawks saying we are not trading him in our division, which is smart. Like, why would you want to do that, yeah. right? So that's why you trade him over to the AFC. You're like, no, you, you can go to the other conference. Do not stay in that's ours, true, yeah. right? But of all divisions to go to in the AFC, you're going to go to the most competitive one. That's a tough one. Now, he probably didn't have a ton to say so right. for that. That's a heck of a haul there. When you talk about I me, mean, when you talk about how much teams value first round picks, two first round picks, two second round picks, third round pick, Drew Locke. Now, Drew's someone that I really like a lot. I mean, he's got some swagger to him. He does. No one really talks about him enough. Born and raised in Missouri. You're talking about um, high school, Outside college. Outside of Kansas City, I believe. So, um, what kind of a quarterback is Seattle? I mean, it looks like they're going through a rebuilding process right now. And now it doesn't look like they have any other players, right, Hey, I mean, if they part ways with Wagner, the linebacker from their last Super Bowl championship team, I mean... They're, they're starting from scratch. Starting from scratch. Yeah, so. they, they legit have nobody now from their Super Bowl era. So they are definitely... They are... It's an understatement to say that they're in a rebuilding year. This well, I was going to say, is, he's going to go in and is he going to start for Seattle? I would imagine. I would, who, who else do they at have At this there? current moment in time, I'm assuming. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, he's got on his career 4,740 yards, 25 touchdowns, 20 interceptions, and a 79.3 QBR rating. Wow. So, okay. I mean, his best season came in 2020. Um, he's not a terrible quarterback. When he plays no. well, he, you know, he's... A sight to see. Yeah. I, I know I'm biased, but no, we'll he's, he's not the worst quarterback you could get. And I know he gets a lot of yeah. slack from flack from people, but um, I don't think he's a terrible quarterback. Like, no. I, but it did seem like this was the Broncos saying we have enough talent on this team that we are a quarterback away. And when you have that kind of a window and the Rams felt they had that window, for example. So they're like, wow, you traded all that for Matthew Stafford. I think their trade was two first round picks. Goff, a former first round pick. But you do that, why? Because they won a Super Bowl with Matthew Stafford. So at the end of the day, no matter what they traded, it was worth it. Because you get that one, it's so worth it. And I know, like, listen, Kayla is a Chiefs fan. She would love to win more than one. Yes. But just at least you got that one. Because there's some teams that get that close and you don't win that one. I mean, look at Cleveland right now. Well, exactly. Like, they're a dumpster fire mess. So, like, and they always think this is our year this is our year this is our year there's so many teams out there that are like this is our year and then they don't win one yeah or they don't even get into contention to win one so i mean what denver's doing right now at least they're making themselves competitive mm-hmm. I, I will say after the news yesterday that afc championship game that we oh, lost it's to going the Eagles, to be a- it hit a lot harder because oh, i'm sure. like we were so close we had that game we're the better team we yeah. shot ourselves in the yeah. foot and now look at it now it's going to be even more tough That's this tough. year with Wilson going to the Broncos. And if so. so much luck is involved, or at least who you have to play, because as much as I like the Rams and as happy as I was to see them win the Super Bowl, I don't think they go into Green Bay and beat the Packers. So they needed San Francisco to do that for them. They beat San Francisco. 
I don't know if they beat the Chiefs, but they can beat Cincinnati. It took it to you know the last drive, the final seconds of the game, and that's why during the NFC Championship game, when since when Cincinnati beat the Chiefs in overtime, everyone was like, "Yeah, like if we find a way to win this game, we don't have to play Patrick Mahomes, we don't have to play the Chiefs." And at the very least, the Chiefs have been there, and so. Um, it's all about luck. You know, if you can stay healthy, who you have to play against, things like that. But um, like the Broncos next season, I don't know if they're, they're not going to win it. I, I do like the Chiefs to go back to the Super Bowl. Thank goodness. <laughs> if you have a franchise quarterback, you're in the conversation. Right. And unfortunately for Kayla and the Chiefs, I mean, they have three or four teams. Like all the teams have a tech, you know, a franchise quarterback on that team. Whereas... The NFC West is a little bit different. I think for the Rams, they are the team that really has been helped a lot by this offseason, where say what you want about Garoppolo. Garoppolo, at least, has been a successful quarterback in this league. He's gone. San Francisco will have a second-year quarterback at the helm. The Seahawks are in a rebuilding mode. And the Cardinals with Kyler Murray, like he's just not happy to be there. Obviously, he's still a fantastic franchise quarterback, but he's a quarterback who's not happy to be there. He he wants a big contract, and so we'll see how that pans out. But good for the Rams. They just need to bring bring back that entire crew: Vaughn Miller and Odell Beckham Jr. and Darren Donald, just to make it official that he's going to come back. So I do like the Rams. Rams Chiefs next year Super Bowl will be in Glendale. Glendale. Yeah. Glendale, Arizona. Arizona. Not Glendale, California. That'd be a hell of a thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can you I, imagine? I want if it was nothing in- more. I want nothing more than a Chiefs Rams Super yeah. Bowl. I've said it for years. Yeah, no, I I think um you're right. If the if everybody stays healthy, that would be my ultimate Super Bowl, right? Rams, Rams, Chiefs. But that's yeah. if everybody stays healthy. I do not agree with keeping Odell Beckham Jr. on only because he injured the same it's the same ACL tear yeah they're they're gonna get him on a one year minimum deal because he's gonna miss the majority of next season he's gonna rehab he won a championship with this team he was on his way to being the most valuable player of that game I mean that first half he was having prior to him going down so he'll that one I'm not concerned about because no one's gonna sign him to like a a long term deal I think for his sake he'll sign a one year deal with the Rams come back rehab hopefully come back towards the end of the season yeah he's definitely more of a trailblazer I think at this point in his career right where he's going to be signing one year deals yeah. he's not going to be like hey I'm going to be here in the long haul for the long well, haul well it depends you know because if, if he had finished that game and was healthy and won the most valuable player I mean if, if he doesn't have a fluke injury like he, he he had really positioned himself to sign a big contract yeah but this is where we are right now with him right where he is hurt and he is well, you know yeah, so. I mean it's unfortunate to get hurt but uh, yeah I, I don't think that was yeah not intentional now I wish Buckets was here because the next thing I want to bring <laughs> up for you Jihei is that uh, the New York football giants are expected to make a run at free agent quarterback Mitchell Tri- Trubisky. Oh, snap. Yeah. I put this on Twitter and I said, um, you know, haven't Giants fans suffered enough? Why are you putting <laughs> Trubisky out there for us, for that, for them, him to vie for the starting position? Um, you know what? If he can get coached up, and I, I know that uh, Buckets is on a high horse with him, and God bless him, but no, this is terrible. <laughs> this is a terrible idea. We don't have a line. Please focus on getting a, an offensive line. I have been saying this for over a decade. I just want an offensive line, and then you can figure out your quarterback situation. Yeah. Um, protect him, because 
we had low and slow Eli, and I love Eli Manning. He has won us two championships. He hands down, he's already going to be in that Giants Hall of Fame. His number's already up there. God bless him. He's amazing. Love you, Eli. No, no shade whatsoever. You're incredible. But he would be nowhere without that line yeah. protecting him for those two Super Bowls. So please just get a line, and then we can figure out the rest. Are you a Giants fan? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She has the most eclectic group of teams. Uh, yeah, you're like all year. over the map. She's I am. Trying to yeah. like put She's it all Giants. together. Well, the one thing that you're kind of the same is like Giants and New York Rangers. That, yes. that makes sense. Okay. Yes. Um, but it's also because I used to live in New York. Exactly. So uh, when I lived in New York, I we didn't have a team. So like like a lot of wayward LA Los Angeles, right. you got to pick somebody <laughs> else. So but you were born and raised in LA. I was not born, but I was raised in LA. Raised in LA. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I was born in Newport News, Virginia. So shout out to everybody from Virginia, from the VA, from the DMV. Um, and then I was, um, then we moved here when I was three. So I mean, I'm pretty much from LA. I'm Listen, from California. Get, my teams are all over the map too. So I'm not gonna, I can't knock it. Yeah. What are your teams? Other than obviously the <laughs> Thunder, yeah. Thunder yeah, Cardinals, Chiefs, Mizzou. What am I missing? Oh, Car- yeah, Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. Chiefs, she's, Mizzou, she's Kings Thunder, and Kings, Blue Kings, uh, Kings. Kings. Yes. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I mean, I think it's also where like where you were from and all that other stuff that pretty much kind of makes me a fan. I was a, I turned into a Clippers fan uh, because Shaq left. Shaq, yeah. So once Shaq left the Lakers, I was like, okay, who do I root for? Brett Barry came to Co- Maricosta. There you go. Um, you know, and gave away tickets. I was like, I'll be a fan. And that was when he <laughs> that was when he won the dunk contest too. So very happy with that dunk contest win for Mr. Brett Barry. So I was like, I'll be a fan for the poor wayward Clippers who were really, really bad back then. This is in 97, kind of aging myself. But uh, yeah, so I I was a Clipper fan ever since. And we're just now a Clipper Nation amazing now. So I had to suffer before we got to this high point. I have to uh, correct myself for something I said in the first segment because sometimes, you know, I don't get a text or I don't go online. Our good friend, USC men's basketball coach Andy Enfield is not going anywhere, Jihei. He has a long-term extension with the school. He will be the head coach of the USC Trojans through the 2027-28 season. This is big because Maryland was coming after him big. And oh, wow. He, and listen, that's a basketball school, and um, we both know him well. And I, I think that was intriguing to him. But the one thing that I did convey to him that you can maybe touch on is you're in Los Angeles. He lives in Manhattan Beach. He has a good time here. He has a beautiful family, a beautiful wife. Listen, he wants to win. The only thing that I conveyed to him is that there is no expectations to win. And so, you know, you deal with the expectations in your own mind, and that's why the program is where it's at. We, you know, they made it to the Elite Eight a year ago. I think they have, you know, they could be a Sweet 16 team this year. Um, what he wants is more support, and I get it. He wants more support from the fan base. At the end of the day, though, you have to produce, and you have to produce consistently. And so what you can't have happen is what happened when they sold out Galen Center and they got blown out. Gee, I mean, they were down by 26 points to U of 8 in the first half. They, lo- they lose by 20. Um, but that's not the result he wanted. But you need to have big results. If you want to get that, uh, you know, packed houses and things like that, you need to win consistently but big big signing for USC because I 
I really believe um, they were not going to find a coach quite like him. He is the perfect coach, and he has turned around the program. The success that he has had over the past three or four years, we have not had that kind of success here with the uh, Trojans. Yeah, I have it on good authority that he was not happy after that uh, no, that I'm that loss. Sure. Uh, very very. Um, he and he's normally if you ever meet him in person, he's normally like this happy go lucky guy, smile on his face all the time. Yeah, I think he left that game was just like just don't talk to me. Like mm-hmm. I'll just uh, yeah. we'll, we'll talk in the morning or something like that and just left. Um, he was definitely not happy. But that being said, yeah, I'm I'm so psyched for him because I know he loves it here. He has to. How could you not love it here? Right? right? You go, you went from Florida Gulf Coast University to here, right? You went from one coast to the other. Exactly. Uh, you can't you can't you can't beat the beach out here. So, um, it would have been horrible if he went to Maryland. No. I'm not going to lie. I'm not dogging on Maryland. Um, they do need their program to be turned around. They can, I mean, they're kind of like how SC used to be before they hired Lincoln Riley. Like they can't, they can't buy kids from Maryland to yeah. go to Maryland. So I'm sure that that's something that he would have turned around. But I'm glad that they don't have, we don't have to worry about that, and that he's going to be staying in a beautiful Southern California. Um, wow. I, I am, however, like I'm kind of just worried as far as how he is going to keep this program going. Um, as as far as that is concerned, just because I'm just worried about. I know that there's no no expectations, but I know he has expectations, no, yeah. right? He has those like we we need to be better expectations. We need to be um, higher. So I'm wondering how those expectations are going to transfer over you know, into the, the expectations that I have for this team is that they are being talked about around the country. That they're a top 25 program. They're in the top three in the Pac-12. And so it's when I say there's no expectations, listen, it'd be fantastic if they were competing for a championship. I don't think that that will happen with. USC, because I think that there is a ceiling to the players that they can get. You know, if you're one of the top players in the country, you're either going pro or you're going to Duke or you're going to UNC or to doing something like that. But I'm happy for him. My favorite Andy story, Arash, yes. is when shortly after the tournament last year, we were all at a local establishment. That's right. <laughs> and I didn't know it was him until after the night was over. Oh, see, yeah. oh really? <laughs> he's just one with the people. Andy is. He really is. He is. You know? he is. Yeah, he is. He is one with the one with the uh, and common that's man. What I, guess. I said, you know, I think that's why the Kings players love the South Bay because, like, even if you know who they are, and most people don't, they can be themselves. They can have success. They can be at the top of the world. But then, when they're walking around town, they're, they're in paradise or by the beach. No one's. You know, no bothering one's him. bothering we, we them. We saw Kobe and his family at dinner the other That's night. That's right. So this is the beauty of the South Bay. Well, and it's also a paparazzi-free zone. It is. So yeah, it's no like is. a yeah. No, nobody's gonna come and bother you here. I mean, the worst comes to worst. There's probably like a five-year-old kid's like, "You're my hero," and they'll come up to you and ask for an autograph or something or a picture. But other than that, nobody's gonna bother you. They're gonna be like, "Enjoy your dinner, bro." Yeah. Like, thank thank you for that championship. Thank you for that title, and then yeah. walk away. Exactly. Speaking yeah. of the Kings, though, don't look now, you guys. We might be the hottest team in the. I'm excited about that. We have to touch on that right now because I do like the Kings. Now, they have a heck of a stretch coming up, uh, uh, Kayla, and I think this is where it can go one of two ways. Like either they can maybe take the Pacific Division lead or really solidify their role. But uh, talk about the stretch coming up for this team. Well, yeah, we just came off this hot road trip where we got six of uh, eight points, and we are four points behind the Flames, who are first in the Pacific Division. So it's go time. We have, I think, eight home games in a matter of 18 days. They're also on the road in between that. So lots to come in these next two months as we head down the stretch. And, I mean, we're we're decent team. So I'm very hopeful that – 
that we could be seeing playoff playoff action this year. And this would be Kayla's first playoff yes. hockey because the Kings have not been, you know, they've been going through a rebuilding period, but now again, four points away from the lead in the Pacific Division. I think Calgary does win the division. Not a big thing. By the way, I mean, people don't realize the Kings have only won the division twice in the franchise's history, and both of those years were not their Stanley Cup years. I mean, so generally speaking... So that's it, okay if we don't win it. It doesn't <laughs> matter. You just make it to the playoffs because even when the Kings won in 2012 and certainly in 2014, 14, they did. They were not a top seed. In 2012, I'll never forget. They they made the postseason on the last day of the season. They just got in, and then if you just get in, watch out because this team, this Kings team, is 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 coming on strong. They really came on during that road trip. I thought when they went back east, they d- didn't lose a game. Really came together. Came back and yeah, the Arizona game, and then yeah. yeah I mean, I mean that's why I love hockey over Boston. Yeah. yeah, that's why I love hockey because there's like there is there's Parody and hockey, right? Like, there's yeah, never yeah. ever going to be. There's never and ever going to get be help from the, the goalie, right? Yeah, you know, if, yeah. if if they can get some help. Now, who do you think, uh, Kayla? Because they have two goalies that they kind of. I mean, obviously, quick is everyone knows Quickie, about quick. Cal. So what? I mean, do they just go with the hot goalie? It, it's a. It's know. interesting because they'll either they'll either rotate them to give them each rest, or they'll kind of play the one that's playing better at the time. So it yeah. it, it goes back and forth. Yeah, so just, I mean, there's nothing like, though, a Kings playoff hockey game, and Kayla has not experienced that. I haven't. We are a bandwagon town. I say that proudly, and I don't mind that. Listen, if you Kings are... Kings fans are not, though. They, no, are, they not, are not, but I, I have to admit, having gone to some home games, um, they they are they have not been sold out yet from some of the games that I have gone to. I promise you, in the postseason game, the, the, those postseason games will be sold out. There will be a, th- a festival outside. I mean, the, the thing I love about Kings fans is like I think like despite if the game starts at 7 p.m. they're at the yard house at 4 like they're, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're taking the whole day off there is nothing like Kings playoff hockey and and it's it's as loud I'll call it Staples Center but as it's as loud as crypto.com <laughs> gets it's um there's none I mean and the way this team is playing right now I think Kings fans are, are confident. We got to get Patrick O'Neill on because Patrick O'Neill yes. gives me a lot of grief that I don't talk Patio. enough about the Kings. So Patrick, on this show, we got Kayla on. We got to get Patrick O'Neill on um, because I do love the Kings and I think that they are, they have the, the the best chance that we have to win a championship this year from the teams of Los Angeles, when I say this year, outside of the Rams, of course, mm-hmm. the Lakers aren't going to win, the Clippers aren't going to win, who knows about the, the Dodgers, if we're going to see them come back. So, um, yeah, excited about the Kings and excited to see Kayla when I go to the, my next Kings game on Monday. Yes, get on the train now, folks. Uh, Full be, steam before, ahead. Before yeah. we leave, before we um, end the segment and move, move on to uh, tomorrow, what... Um, have you guys ever watched a game at uh, North End? Because talk no, about we do loud. we have to go there. And that's where the Stanley Cup that's, trophy went. Yes. Uh, n- next away game. Let's go to North exactly. End and watch yeah. the game. Okay. Let's do that. All right. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 
developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.